0: Hello everyone, and welcome to HY Dyslexia Podcast, Kindly sponsored by European Social Fund. Um, we are so grateful to have this funding to be able to do the amazing work that we do to support the dyslexic community today's title is dyslexia and remote working how do i get a workplace needs assessment and who better to tell us this than who better to tell us this than the amazing Dwayne dear who is a workplace needs assessor now um it's so amazing to have duane come um onto the podcast simply because a lot of us are now working remotely um and particularly if you've got dyslexia you may be thinking, I need help and I don't know where to turn. So today we've got the lovely Dwayne dear who is going to be telling us about how you can get support even if you are working remotely and what workplace needs assessment actually means. But before Dwayne comes on, I want to read a little bit about Dwayne and what he does. So Dwayne is a qualified BDA accredited workplace needs assessor. That is British Dyslexia Association. He has a wealth of experience in education and charitable sectors, as well as with local authority children and family services and specialist foster care. Duane holds a BA and MA in special educational needs and is passionate about dyslexia. He is dyslexic and he has lived experience of challenges of navigating the education system and employment system in both Jamaica and in the UK. Dwayne, welcome to H Y Dys- Dyslexia podcast. How are you feeling?
1: I am feeling grand. Uh, thank you for having me on your show, Elizabeth. Thank you oh. very much. Uh, thank- what an introduction. <laughs> <It's fine>. <laughs> <laughs> listening, to, listening to someone read about my background, it's like, wow, <laughs> I've done so <laughs> much. But yeah, thank you very much for having me on your show today.
0: Wonderful, wow. and you should be really proud of yourself, Dwayne, because you have done incredibly well. Yes. Um, having dyslexia, and obviously, you know, studying your BA and your MA, it, it wouldn't have been a smooth journey, as you and I know.
1: No, it, it, it was quite a, a challenge, really. Mm-hmm. But, um, one, one which, um, is, is I would never um, change, mm-hmm. um, one which I, I, I cherish dearly. Um, so yeah I, I really um, look forward to kind of sharing uh, my experiences and, and, and both um, personal and um, employment um, experiences really so uh, just a little bit a bit about me really um so I'm a qualified um, Bda workplace needs assessor um, but my journey didn't start there mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it started in um, back in Jamaica so I, I was born in Jamaica um, and I was educated um, in my early early years I would say I spent most of my teenage years in Jamaica um, and I found um, the learning quite challenging but I had a really really supportive family so Jamaican education system at that time did not really fit my way of learning mm-hmm. so um, My educational journey started, I would say back in 2006. Um, And that's when my confidence grew because I embarked on my my BA and my MA um, in special educational needs. And that kind of springboarded me to go into the whole educational realm. Um, And that's when I I found my passion really um, about dyslexia.
0: So, right. Yeah. So, uh, so what sort of age were you when you were diagnosed with dyslexia?
1: Then I was, I was actually diagnosed um, during my MA, oh, um, right. so I was in my late twenties. Wow. So I, I struggled all the way through um, most of my um, primary and, and secondary school years. So, I I literally found it really challenging, um, and I think it was during my College years, while whilst studying in the UK, mm. I remember kind of um, doing quite well in, in my college course, and, mm. and my tutor said to me, "Actually, you can you can actually go on to do uni." And, but yeah, so when I went on to um, yeah my MA, that's when I was diagnosed, and it was a sign of relief for me. Actually, mm-hmm. it was a because it I, I, it proved to me that actually I'm not stupid. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm actually quite clever, and I, I've just got a different way of learning. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and I think that that was it, really. So that that time was a, a really sign of relief for me, um, and I went on to do um, my research around the experiences of adults with dyslexia in the English workplace. So again, my passion grew for dyslexia. Mm -hmm. Um, and what it means to be a dyslexic adult in the English workplace so I focus my studies around that area of work really. Wow
0: that is so amazing I think what's really beautiful is when we get people um coming like special guests coming on our podcast and if they've got a lived experience you actually you can really resonate with other dyslexics listening to 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 the podcast because this condition is real, as you and I know, Dwayne, and it can really hold one back, you know, um, if, if the right um, support isn't there for them. So I just think it's so amazing that we've got you here today, that you've shared a little bit of your journey with us, and um, we just want to know what do we do in terms of workplace needs assessment? What is workplace needs assessment, Dwayne? Tell me a little bit about that. What is it? <laughs> uh-huh. That
1: that's a, that's a good question. So the workplace needs assessment is... It is a complex and lengthy process, and one of uh, the dyslexia pioneers, Sylvia Moody, that she 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 actually said that. Um, but don't worry, that's where I that's where uh, people like myself fit into that. Um, so the assessment uh, for dyslexia it is it is an assessment which is carried out by a workplace needs assessor. Um, in the workplace to assess and make recommendations for reasonable adjustments for individual with a diagnosis of dyslexia. Mm-hmm. So it's someone like myself uh, going into the workplace and assessing and making recommendations for adjustment to see um, how that um, person or that individual's uh, work um, work life can be a bit um, easier, how they can you know, work without any sort of uh, barriers to work, really.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, Mm -hmm. so
1: that's what it is, really. Why?
0: Yeah. Because I think, you know, you you, because this is your line of work, you would know what that is. And I do because I've been in this kind of work for quite some time. But maybe some of our listeners may not ever have heard of even that, what workplace needs assessment is. And that's why I think it's great that you've actually summed it up for us in, in a nutshell. So if someone's never had that, this will be the right time to go and seek that help. Does it make a huge difference in a dyslexic working life? It actually does, it actually does because uh,
1: the assessor would actually be able to make really um, sound recommendations for, um, you know, things which can really improve that individual's uh, work, working, Mm -hmm. So, for example, that individual might benefit from um, a particular assistive technology, for example, um, a dragon software or that individual might benefit from uh, support with organisation skills. And the assessor can also make recommendations for, um, you know, providing that sort of recommendations for IT skills or, Coaching around um, strategies that might help that uh, individual awareness training for the employer and, and you know, legal advice as well, if needs be. Right. So it, it, that, you know, they can really, really benefit from having uh, an assessment. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a, it, assessment usually lasts around two hours, really. OK. Um, yeah. and, and a discussion is normally held with the with the in, in, with the individual. Their employer and an assessment of the individual workplace as well. Um, nice. of, at the current time, um, yeah, it's a bit, yeah,
0: wonderful. So, this as a dyslexic, um, I is that, is it a uh, sorry, I'll rephrase that. Is it an entitlement for me as a dyslexic? Is it obligatory for the organ, uh, the employer, to put that in place? Um, I know that it's governed with, um, I don't know, I say governed, but the word I'm trying to use is that there is Equality Act 2010, isn't it? Which covers us for dyslexia, for like discrimination in the workplace and so forth. So would that employer, um, is it mandatory is the word I'm looking for?
1: It it is a legal obligation by the employer um, Mm -hmm. to to ensure that the individual with uh, dyslexia um, Mm -hmm. has the support. Um, So... Reasonable adjustment in the workplace is, is the cornerstone of the Equality Act
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and employers have a statutory duty mm. to make reasonable adjustments in the workplace for individuals with, with, with a disability and dyslexia mm-hmm. is, is, is classified as a disability.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. Um, such uh, individuals are entitled to, to such support providing they've disclosed that um, their disability to their employer. So yeah. the, the first protocol would be that that individual speaking to their employer and di- and disclosing it to their employer uh, um, about their dyslexia.
0: Mm-hmm. So. And again, you know, um, some people might have dyslexia and other specific learning. So for example, if someone's got ADHD, and they've got let's say dyspraxia, can they still have workplace needs assessment done?
1: Yes, they can still have a workplace needs assessment done. However, I I am only qualified to speak um, in relation to, to dyslexia. dyslexia. So, yeah. um, dyslexia, um, um, what I'd like to call it, it co-occurs with other disabilities. So, yes. an individual an individual with dyslexia can also be this uh, dys- can also have dyspraxia, yeah. and it might they might also have ADHD. However, um, in my in my role, I'm only qualified to make recommendations for that individual based on the f- based on their dyslexia and nothing else really.
0: Of course, but of course, they can yeah. They are
1: yeah. They, they can access support for for other disabilities. So, yeah.
0: Right. So I'm j- just going to go straight to my third question actually because I think it's a very interesting question. So how can any listener who's listening at the moment? and working from home. During this COVID-19, how can I get support to do with the workplace needs assessment? Is it something that's being done online? Because obviously we're talking about social distancing, we're talking about all sorts of things. What kind of advice could you give to our listeners at the moment? I think, <laughs> I think
1: at the moment, um, that's like a need my crystal ball for that one. <laughs> I think at the moment, it, it, it can be done via the telephone mm-hmm. um, or it can be done virtually an assessment can be done via uh, the various platforms it could be over um via zoom or it could be done via google meets or all the all the various platforms really mm-hmm. um so so i think given given the um the the, the kind of unprecedented time in, and, and the you know changes in government guidelines i think um you know workplace uh, assessors uh, just have to be as creative as they can, really, um, and um, just maintaining, um, you know, the sort of um, level of uh, I don't know how to put it. I'm trying to word it in the best way. Uh,
0: I guess we move with times, don't we? Really, yeah, you just got to move with yeah. the yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah
1: that's, that's it, really. But I think I think telephone or virtual is is definitely the way forward, really. Yeah. Um, it, of course.
0: Mm. For example, you know, um, HY dyslexia had to adapt the way we work very yes. quickly. Yes, the absolutely. 23rd of March um, 2020 is a date I don't think any of us will ever forget. Yeah. When I listened to the news, I heard the word lockdown. First, in the first place, I thought, what is that? And then I find out what a lockdown is. And I thought, right, well, does that look like that's the end of HY? Because we work with people face to face. Yes, You know, yes. as a dyslexic person and most of our clients, they prefer to walk through that door and have someone to talk to. And all of a sudden there was something called lockdown. Yes, So we we had to adapt our way of working. And now a lot of our um, work that we're doing is actually online. And you know what, Dwayne, that's the best thing that could have happened to yes. A2I. And when you say, look, adaptation, you just got to adapt yes. and move with times because... You know, I'm sure a lot of these big organisations would find a way to do a, a, a workplace needs assessment for one, their new employee, employee that's joining them or an existing employee who's now working from home. Surely they can find ways and, and be creative. I think that's what it is, really. It, and that's the key word, adapt, you know, and I think that's something
1: which, um, you know, people like yourselves and myself we're, were quite good at adapting and thinking outside of the box and, and making it work. Um, So I think definitely um, it's just about adapting to this new way of working, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Now, I'm on to my fourth question, which I'm always asking everybody that comes on on our podcast. We're looking for three top tips that you can (sighs) give to our listeners um, and that can help them whilst they're working remotely. What would they be?
1: Right. Uh, Top tips. Mm. Uh, So I would say um maintain a, a daily routine if you can routine is key um just having a daily routine uh, i think for me i've got a routine of you know wake up at this time um get into my work work mode for nine finish at five so i think routine maintaining it maintaining a daily routine um mm-hmm. would be my first one my second one would be Take regular breaks throughout the day so as to refresh your concentration level. So, you know, I know working from home sometimes can be like, oh, I'm, I'm at home. And, you know, but, you know, it's be kind to yourself. Um, take regular breaks throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. Meditate, go for a run, go for a walk during the day. Um, it, because it really helps to helps with your concentration level. Um, and just remember to reward yourself um, and treat yourself throughout the day. Um, use your diary, utilize your diary or any other time management tool that you've got, your Google, your Outlook calendar. Um, That is my best friend. (laughs) Uh, My Outlook is my best friend. So um, just uh, make use of your diary. And um, one of my um, last top tips would be, um, for me, I'm easily distracted. So um, using a colored code sign on your door to let others know when you're working and and when you're available for example to let your children know that you know mom is busy or your husband or your partner or your wife knows that you're you're quite busy so um if you can just do just these little things really um if you when you're working from homes and that's what i do in my day-to-day um working um
0: whilst i'm at home really so those will be my top tips really Wow. And I think I would like to add to that, learn to say no. Actually, yes. I can't do that this time yes. around, yes. especially when you work for yourself, because like, obviously it's um, Dyslexia Awareness Month and an Awareness Week in the UK, but in America it's Dyslexia Awareness Month. And all I kept getting in my inbox is, Elizabeth, can you do this? Elizabeth, can you give <laughs> a talk? No. Yeah. No. I, no. I had to say no. It's the first time I've, I, it was really difficult for me to say no, because I can easily say yes. Yeah. And then it becomes too chaotic for me. Yeah. Um, and I normally say to people, look, I do have this condition called dyslexia. It is 100 percent real. You know, it, it's a condition. It's very real. And on this occasion, I have to say no. And I don't feel no way for saying no. And I just wanted to add to your top tips, actually, to make it five. And yeah, then to say, no, I can't do that yeah. for now. So, yes. So, Dwayne, this is absolutely wonderful having you on uh, on our podcast. Um, How do I get title? How do I get a workplace needs assessment? I think you've already covered that. You've told us um, bits, uh, top tips and also how one can do that. So just to um, our listeners, if any of you listen at the moment need um, workplace needs assessment, um, you can always email us, for example. And Dwayne, who is um, part of our, our team, will be happy to um perhaps give you that service that you require um there are other organizations as well of course Dwayne, there's you know i mean maybe Dwayne can tell you a bit more than i can you've got the bda who um does that as well yes. um is there like a list of um, like a directory for workplace needs assessors and
1: do i think if you uh go on to i think there's local and they're they're local and national organizations so i think if you if you go on to google and you just type in a local and national dyslexia organization it, it should come up with a whole list of um organization in your area really where you can contact for for services for an assessment um because you could go via a private organization or you could uh, contact um your, your assessment could be done by access to work if, if you right. if, if you if you choose um to go down that route so you you've got uh, it's like a two tier system you've got uh the private um organizations who can offer an assessment but you've also got the access to work which is the government scheme um which is government funded so it you know it's 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 kind of up to your um, up to yourself and your employer really so but yeah, if you go onto Googling and, and type in um, local and national uh, dyslexia organisation, there's a whole um, wealth
0: of um, organisations that you could you could contact um support really of course and if you work for an organization surely they should be doing that anyway it's if right. one have disclosed their, their their um hidden disability of course they can tap into that isn't it because i think a lot of people think oh i'd love to go and do that it's going to cost me too much money yeah. but like i said access to work is there to yeah. support um people with neurodiverse yeah. to unlock their full potential yeah, yeah. so dwayne i want to say thank you very much for joining Everyone's us welcome. this evening um well done for the work you're doing. Um, I've got, honestly, I, I, I really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, when you're, um, aspirations is the word. Mm-hmm. That's part of my dyslexia, by the way, the listeners. Ah. I do forget words. And I'm trying to think of a word that I couldn't yeah. think of at the moment. Memes. Yeah, I think the work you do is really, really important, and um, of course, representation matters. So you know, um, you know, a black man doing this kind of work will give other, you know, BME community hope and feel at ease to go and ask for that help that they require. For example, if they ended up coming to HY dyslexia and so forth, and I do feel that's really, really important. Um, um you know, that would I highlight that to make to make our listeners know that. Um, there is help out there in the can tapping into There it. is definitely help out there for, for individuals. So, yeah. Fantastic. So, on that note, I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us, Duane. You're Keep up the good welcome. work. And um, we hope to, you know, as come back again um, and, and give us more tips in the near future. But thank you very much. And a, a very wonderful thank you to our um, listeners. And um, we hope you can join us again at some point. Um, next time that we're on thank you everybody thank you for having me thank you elizabeth thank you, thank you Bye bye. okay bye-bye for now okay. bye the aspire to inspire dyslexia podcast all things dyslexia is funded by the european social fund and skills agency presented by elizabeth tashi it's produced and distributed by salt and pepper productions